You are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. Welcome back <laughs> to Welcome the Way back, of y'all. Healing. I was kind of singing. I was celebrating a friend sent me a photo of her healing space room with this really cool door installed. It's like a blue glass door with these sunshine cutouts and it lets light through mm-hmm. and then the light on the wall. So I was saying, I was just doing a little wowie, wah, wah, wee, wah. Yeah. Speaking of updates on a space, next level holistic healing, almost there, but the cold plunge and the infrared saunas are ready for you guys. What? Yeah. Did you see the video Check I posted? I didn't know. Well, yes, I did. I didn't watch the video, but I saw that the girls were there in the room and there was ice bath. And I was thinking that it was probably meaning that you were going to get in it. Probably. Yeah, it called me. I wasn't going to. I got done with my client and we were showing him around. And uh, This is episode 43, by the way. Welcome back. It's OJ <laughs> and Casey. 43? Yeah. That was 42. No, Eddie was 42. Eddie was 42. God, get this man some coffee. Okay. And we had some time and... I was looking at the ice, and it looked nice. And the ice looked nice. It looked really? Nice. Can and, we quote you and on it that? Was like, oh, gee, ice. Uh huh. Go ahead. Come chill. So <laughs> chill. Ha <laughs> ha. So I was like, all right, I don't have. I'm gonna. It's pretty funny. Strip down and jump in the water, and it oh happened. My God, and that's what happened. But that's the girls were there, weren't they? The girls were there. The girls. So he loved has a three-year-old and six-year-old. If you didn't know that, uh-huh. Mar actually, I was joking. She I was, was like, yeah, hey, you want to come in? And she uh-huh. started taking her jacket off. She's like, yeah. And I was like, no, it's just, it's just kidding. Don't come in. It's Is cool. there an age? What? What do you do? You know anything about that? I know we'd have to. I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe we can ask someone in Canada. In Canada. Or it's cold. <laughs> OJ, I'm sure, I'm sure the there's. Heck? I'm sure there's I'm kids. I'm from New Jersey. It's plenty cold in New Jersey. <laughs> Should we just ask New Jersey? We could. Uh, I mean, there's, there's plenty of kids that jump Canada's in the water, I'm sure. Canada's often more mild, especially the west coast of Canada. Like, people think Vancouver, ooh, it's frigid. No, it just rains all winter, Well, actually. I know people from Winterpeg. Winterpeg. Yeah, Winnipeg, but yeah, it's yeah. nicknamed Winterpeg. I, I gathered that and as much. it's like negative something, 30. Wait, hello, it rained in L.A. on Tuesday, <sighs> which was uh, also the, I know, hard, uh, listen, rain is rain, my friend. It Are you is, kidding? it is. It was a hallelujah rain dance. Uh, we also are out of Mercury retrograde. <laughs> hallelujah. And today starts Sagittarius. So Cypress retreats are coming back sooner than I, I really realized. June, uh-huh. June of 2020. September 2020, October 2020. I'm not sure which ones I'll be teaching, but stay tuned for that. Cool. Um, And, you know, start start, uh, thinking about all the things that you want to do. What else is going on? Oh, you want to talk about our little hiatus? Oh, okay. Well, don't tune out, but we'll be be taking two weeks off um, at the end of the year. And we are giving ourselves a mini vacation. Um, so we will, our last episode will air December 17th and then, uh, we're back on January 7th. Yeah. Okay. So 2020. So what are we going to talk about today? Oge? Safety. Safety. This is, um, this is like not your middle school safety drill. This isn't a fire drill. We're not going to tell you to like, you know, put your pencils down and get under your desks. 
No, no, this is more like interacting with people, especially client-therapist interactions. And you can take it into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, safety is the bottom line for our mammalian brains, mm-hmm. for our nervous system, for our sympathetic nervous system. And I think that so many of us growing up in a culture... <laughs> We'll explain that laughter in a second. Oh, Jay. At first I was like, what are you doing? Um, So growing up in a culture where it's like buzz, 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 go, 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 very competitive, we are constantly trying to protect ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? From stimulation, from criticism. There's a lot of teasing that happens in our culture. There's a lot of like, you know, not friendly things, which believe it or not, we're susceptible to that on some level of our consciousness, right? When we hear negative talk, when we feel threatened, we shut down. And then we are not operating from our heart. We're operating out of fear, right? right? Fears in the mind. So one of the things about healing is that it only happens when the body feels safe. And a lot of times we expect our bodies, our mind expects our body to feel safe immediately, instantaneously, like hurry up and feel safe, body, dumb body, come on. And that doesn't really work. So one thing that OJ and I both emphasize in our work is establishing safety. Because it's only there that the body can begin to release and unwind and heal and restore. And we're not talking just physical safety. We're not talking like a nice building where the doors are locked or, you know, there's a guard at the front with a gun. We're talking about energetic safety. <laughs> I've where... got the gun. I have a Derringer under, under, <laughs> under my table. We're talking about feeling safe to let go. And in terms of going into a healing session, that initial interaction between the therapist and the person receiving the work is super important. The place I used to work at, we gave hugs. And we'll talk more about hugs later, but we gave hugs to everyone that came in. And it created an environment of safety where people felt welcome. People felt like they were part of a community. People felt like whatever they were going through, that we would be able to empathize with them and they can be themselves without the fear of being judged. And going back to what Casey was saying about being teased and all that stuff, like we create these stories when we're kids, when we're young, and we create habits that keep us safe. We create ways of being or ways of not being. We put up walls and restrictions and act certain ways subconsciously at times that keep us safe. And if we were teased when we were young, for example, for being different then maybe a story you could you would create was like i'm not different i'm the same as everyone and you would subconsciously try your best to blend in with the crowd and it would keep you safe because you wouldn't be put in a position where you could be teased again right or you assume the title of being different and then you build up walls around yourself to maintain that. Yeah. And that, you know, that way you're safe in your difference. Totally. It could go both ways. It, it could go, go both, so many yeah, ways. Yeah. Right. Like OJ's saying, it's not just a physical safety. It's actually a space where you can not worry about 
judgment where you can release things that perhaps you've been holding on to or suppressing because you don't feel safe to express them. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll be marked as weird. Maybe we'll, p- people will judge you or whisper or roll your eyes or, you know, I mean, I think of all of the things of growing up in no disrespect, but like in an environment that didn't necessarily foster creativity and individualism, it fostered like fall in line and get in line and do the thing that the other people are doing. And so when somebody is quote unquote different, which by the way, we are all different. Thank goodness. That's what we're here for. That's why our souls came into these bodies is to express whatever is our unique custom thing. Um, so that's what, that's what we want to create in the room. And it can look so many different ways, right? I mean, sometimes it's just about, we talk about holding space. Mm -hmm. So holding space is creating an environment for the person where, you know, they can trust that you have things under control and they can release things that need to come out. And it might not even be something that people are aware of or think about. In fact, oftentimes it's creating a space where people end up falling asleep. Right, right. Uh, yeah, do you do you have clients that fall asleep? Yeah, and part of it, when people come in and they say, sorry, I fell, I fell asleep, like there's a, there's a negative energy around falling asleep. There's like a shame, a right. like they have shame around falling right. asleep. Like, sorry, I was snoring. Right. And from a therapist's standpoint, I feel like the deepest healing happens when people are able to check out. And it's not a regular sleep. When you're having a healing session, it's not a regular sleep. It's it's like a theta state almost where you're letting things go as the work is going because it's an exchange of energy or it's a, a co-creative process where you guys are both in this field of healing where when you go into that state of sleep, it means you're so relaxed that you're able to let your guard down and you feel safe enough to let go that deep. And it can often be deeper than when we sleep on our own. Totally. Right? Because as I've mentioned before, I'm going to echo that when we're sleeping on our own, we are still, in essence, our own bodyguard. We're our own alarm clock. Right? All of these things, even if we have the alarm clock and we have a security system in place, the limbic brain is still at the end of the day in charge of itself. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we are in a bodywork session, somebody else is those things for us. Yeah. And you've talked about it before, but it's for a lot of people, it's one of the only times where they're able to check out. Right. Without right? being in that fight or flight, without, without worrying about, oh, is my oven on or did I lock the front door? Or, right. Am I late for my kids? Is my, right? right. Is my husband okay? Is right. Whatever it is. Like you're actually allowed to let go of everything outside of what's going on in that present moment. And a lot of people don't have that in their life, unfortunately. This is why I, and it's not because this is my profession. It's because I recognize that it is such an important component to health and wellness is getting body work from somebody else. Mm -hmm. You have to receive work in an environment where somebody else is holding space for you. I have people say like, but I'm going to yoga class. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but in yoga, you're still doing it. It's still a yang event. I mean, yin yoga is a little bit different, right? right? If you're interested in yoga and you want something that's like slower and more restorative, check out a yin class or a restorative class. But 
it's it's still different. It's still different than having a different set of eyes, ears, heart, etc., um, looking out for you. Yeah. And so, I'll have people that fall asleep, and like yesterday, I worked on a client, and she she's, you know, she's she typically stays pretty alert. That's just kind of the nature of her of her mind body, um, but yesterday she conked out, and. It was beautiful because I watched her body release in ways that it doesn't normally, right? Her fingers were twitching. Mm-hmm. She she let out verbal sounds, right? Which is an indication that there's some dreaming or some dream state or some processing going on. And so she got up at one point and, and she was like, yeah, I, I, I fell asleep for a few minutes. And then she conked out again. And so this is like, it's a wonderful thing to be able to do. So don't ever feel bad for sleeping on your therapist's table. And if your body workers your, yourselves, um, the rule of thumb is get a session for every eight that you give. And so, sure, that's not always, you know, feasible. But if you use it as a general rule of thumb, and you really begin to tune into your own body, you know when, okay, it's time that I get reset, yeah. right? I need my electrical circuits tweaked, tuned. It's an attunement. That's all it is. It's, it's something like, you know, people feel like they are doing the work, so they shouldn't receive the work, or they shouldn't need it. Right. And in actuality, we're living organisms, right? And so we're taking on energy and we're taking on stress from our environment and all of the same things that our clients are coming to us for, we ourselves need to get attuned and cleared. Yeah. And yeah. we're meant to experience life together. And you can meditate for sure. And you can have an experience where you go into theta and you have that, that inner healing. But it's so different when someone else is there with you. And... I feel like the, the energy, the intention gets magnified exponentially when there's two or more people together. Um, a quote that Joe, the guy that I learned from, liked to say was like, you know, the Bible says when two or more people come together in my name, I am there. And it, it talks about God, but like, what is God, right? God is love. And love, what is healing? Healing is love. And so... When two or more people come together in the name of healing, healing is there. And so there's a it's it's a powerful thing when two people are in a place where the intention is to find healing and it's irreplaceable. Like you can't get there yourself, unfortunately. You can't and, get there with a pill. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, can't can't get there with just a, you know, a, a bike ride or Yeah. You there's there's different states of being that require you to interact with someone else and that's just how life is meant to be lived right i mean we can't procreate by ourselves yet right i mean it's <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> talking about that oj that is not what this podcast is about <laughs> oh we were going to talk about hugs oh yeah hugging um, or boundaries or what do you want to talk about uh, hugs are good. Yeah. Hugs, hugs. Hugs are great. Hugs are great. I was reminded today via Facebook that I had posted something a year ago uh, about hugging and how uh, healing hugging is just beyond the like, hey, we hug because it feels good or we hug because we're told we're supposed to or whatever it is. Real hugging. We Intentional hugging. We hug 
but the but part of the real healing for hugging is when it's extended so people often average three seconds for a hug and uh, the research has shown that the true benefits and the the neurochemistry changes when you hug for 20 seconds, right? That's when there's the release of oxytocin and it tunes into dopamine and it releases serotonin. What it also does that I'd like to offer is it gives both parties the opportunity to surrender and be supported and then the role reversal to support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oftentimes when we hug, it's this quick like chi or like Meh, hug, done where neither person is really receiving fully or giving fully. And so if you extend the hug longer, it enables people to breathe and feel the breath. It enables you to feel supported like we once were in the womb. And then after we came out, hopefully we were held. These are mammalian characteristics that carry on through our life it's not like you're in the womb and then you come out and you don't need to be held anymore it's not like you're a baby and you're held and then once you go to school you don't need to be held anymore it's not like once you go into the workforce you don't need to be held anymore we need to be held Mm -hmm. plain and simple and so that transference of energy and and the allowing yourself to be held right and then allowing yourself to be a support for somebody else that is a reset for the nervous system yeah that allows us to clear so in 20 seconds you can clear some funky energy that you've been carrying all day or maybe for a couple days take that time and and be clear for yourself speaking about boundaries i think some of the time people don't hug in this culture for very long because there's like a sexual thing, right? right. Two going men hugging, safety. right? Going back to safety, precisely. It's like, is there some, is it, if, it, if it's a male, female, heterosexual hug, is it like, is there something else going on there? No, be clear with your intentions and then trust the person that you're hugging. And if something feels weird, then yeah, obviously like, you know, address that. But don't be afraid to surrender a little bit more deeply in your daily life because this attunes your mind body to the world around you and allows you to be more open and available to whatever is getting communicated yeah it's a quick little trick to receive some healing without getting a healing session yeah but still nothing replaces a healing session with someone that's going to hold space for you to heal yeah Self-massage, too, is another little quick trick one. I, I teach that in my yoga class usually, and I'm like, hey, you know, if you can't get a bodywork session in this week, right. sit down with yourself for 15 minutes, massage your feet, massage up your legs, like check in with your body. Totally. Roll, totally. You know? the, I guess for me, one of the, the big signs that you need a session with someone is when your energy is kind of scattered everywhere and nothing you do can get you centered back into your body. And the difference that you feel after receiving a session with someone is very, very profound. I had a client the other day who came in and he's been working 60 hours a week and he started this new job and moved to a different city and was just being pulled in every direction, eight once a day. And, um, you know, I did a session with him and 
Like he's like, I feel like myself again. And I, I asked him how he felt and he said he felt good. I was like, okay, well, energetically, how do you feel? And the best way he could describe it was like, in my head, there's nothing. Everything was, was, he was being pulled in so many directions. He couldn't really center himself. Ground. Yeah, he we were able to himself. condense his energy in a more focused way where now he can go and create and live a life that's a little more intentional with a little more precision because he's not being pulled in every direction. And so the next time you decide to go and receive a healing session, like check in with yourself. How do I feel before? And if it's been forever since you've received a session or Maybe if you've, you've, never, had or if you've never had a session, check in. How do you feel now? Get a session and then check in after and see how different you feel and that notice any changes yeah they yeah. might they it might not be profound right it's like i create the possibility for people that like okay we're going to work this right side and then i want you to just you know close your eyes and feel into the right side and notice any differences between the left maybe it's a temperature shift maybe there's a tingling maybe yeah. there's a freedom maybe there's it feels more flow or more integrated maybe one leg feels longer than the other maybe one side you know and you might not feel anything at first. Those innate inner feelings are, are the things you want to start tapping into because that's really where the truth lies. It's it's The truth doesn't lie, OJ. <laughs> our truth is inside. And until we're able to listen to those more subtler feelings and sensations, we're always going to get caught up in the external, what's going on in the physical world. And so beyond just feeling great, like your intuition and all that stuff is inside. And the more you're able to tune into yourself in that way, the stronger your intuition is going to be and the more you're going to be able to trust that and create from that and really listen to your higher self. And uh, yeah. That's my higher self talking. <laughs> That's my refrigerator. So one of the things is it makes me think of the uh, quote about the doctor goes to a Buddhist monastery and wants to learn meditation. Hmm. Um, and you know, the, the, the monk basically tells him, but your cup is full. You have right. to come with an empty cup. Right. So don't come with all of the things that you've learned and try and apply those paradigms, uh, to the new space. If you're coming, you need space to put in new information. So one of the things that bodywork provides and affords us is emptying the mind to make space, emptying the mind to ground our bodies into the present moment, emptying the mind, and then the mind isn't running the show. Right. Then we are grounded and we are present for all of the other communications that are coming our way. Um, and one more thing, why the feet? Massage the feet. People, I'm just going to leave you with this. From your knee to your hip, there is one bone right? It's called the femur, longest bone in the body, one bone in all that space in your foot, right? Which is decidedly smaller than your, your, your leg. Hopefully. I'm pretty sure most of us have smaller feet than legs. Um, <laughs> picturing that is pretty funny. That's like the homunculus. There's 26 bones in each foot. Okay. 26 bones, 33 joints. That's a lot. So massage your feet because also your feet reflexes your whole body. It reflexes uh, your nervous system. It, it 
it, it, the spine is there, all of your organ systems. So if you can just give yourself a five-minute, ten-minute foot massage, you will be doing yourself a good service. Get your partner to do it. Yeah. But if you tune in, yeah, you, then you can swap, vice versa. <laughs> but, you know, if you don't have a partner and you can't get someone to massage your feet, massage your own feet. Because you actually will find a lot of insight and awareness there. And when you find a tender spot, slow down, stay there, take a nice deep breath and exhale all of the tension or all of the release. So start to notice, start to coordinate your breath with your movement, like Eddie was talking about last week. Mm-hmm. You know, breath and body work. All right, folks, I think that's what we're going to leave you with today. Um, thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We'll be back next week. Peace. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.